We're all searching for stability or something that lasts. Streaming on Anchor FM Worldwide, Eternal Insight starts now. Here's Anthony Marinese. Well, ho, 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 and almost Merry Christmas, everybody in listening land. This is Anthony Marinese here with Eternal Insight. I'll be your host today as, well, usually. Anyway, uh, it is almost Christmas. We're only about 10 days away. Um, well, let's see. Uh, today's the 15th, so uh, yeah, we're about 10 days away from Christmas, and that's an exciting time of the year. One of the things that gets me thinking about Christmas more and more uh, every single year is the fact that um, we are steeped and surrounded by things that we don't ordinarily see throughout the remainder of the 364 or 365, if it's a leap year, days of the year. And, and the things that we usually see are beautiful, beautiful representations of the Christmas spirit. We see the Christmas trees. We see the nativity scenes or the manger scenes, as some uh, religious traditions call them. Um, you see just so many different artistic representations of the nativity, the, the incarnation, the birth of Christ. Um, we are surrounded every Christmas by the beauty that is art in the world, that, that gives that extra holiday spirit, that extra joy to our lives. And so today's show is going to focus a lot on the importance of art in the spiritual life and in our lives uh, not only in the spirit, but in, in our practical lives as well. We have a phenomenal guest for you today, and we'll get into more about her here in just a moment. We want to remind you that Eternal Insight is a show about living now in the life to come, saying goodbye to all that is temporary, and finally laying hold to what is promised, what endures, and what gives us life to the fullest. We want to remind you also of ways that you can get in touch with us you can follow us on Twitter at insight underscore eternal. You can email us with your own eternal insights, which could be featured on future shows or with ideas for future shows at eternalinsightp, as in Paul, M as in Mary, at secretary.net. So that's eternalinsightpm at secretary.net. And then, of course, our web presence, which um, will detail a little bit more about Eternal Insight as an organization as a whole, we're not just a radio broadcast or a radio show. We also are a publishing arm, as well as a spiritual direction and life coaching services arm. You can visit us on the web at www.eternalinsight.org. Our quote of the show today, or our quote of the day, comes from the late, the great St. John Paul II. He said, Through his artistic creativity, human beings appear more than ever in the image and likeness of God. So again, that quote is from Pope St. John Paul II, or as some call him, Pope St. John Paul the Great, and for good reason. One more time, through his artistic creativity, human beings appear more than ever in the image and likeness of God. With that, we want to introduce our guest today. Uh, she is a Catholic artist striving to use her gifts to glorify God. A Memphis native, she is a graphic design student currently studying at the University of Memphis. Along with graphic design, she is an illustrator and a freelance photographer. It is her second year serving as communications chair at the Catholic Student Organization at the University of Memphis, where she offers them her services as graphic designer and artist. She's involved with Focus on her campus as a student leader, 
where she is learning what it means to be a disciple of Christ and will soon be leading her own Bible studies. Her art has been shown at the Brooks Museum, the Fogelman Galleries of Art, Crosstown Arts, the Box Gallery, and Arkansas State, and has placed at shows around the country. Through her work, she hopes to express the beauty of creation in a way which points directly to God's role as creator and source of beauty. With pleasure, we welcome to this episode of Eternal Insight, Miss Brianna Parker. Brianna, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Hey, yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, had the pleasure of working with you the last few months, <laughs> and I've listened to the podcast and really enjoyed it, so I'm super excited to be here, especially during Advent. And when she says she's had the chance of working with me the last couple of months, um, Brianna has actually been the graphic designer for... Uh, my forthcoming book that I have coming out at the end of the show, uh, I'll give my shameless little plug about that. Um, not entirely shameless, though, because we're, both of our work is involved in this project. So um, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but that's what she means by that. Um, and also one more thing I wanted to point out in her intro, we mentioned that she was involved in um, Focus on her campus as a student leader. Focus um, for those that are unaware, that's an acronym. It stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. It's a phenomenal organization that helps to enhance and sort of maintain and keep uh, in, in sort of a relevant fashion Catholic culture um, and Catholic identity on campuses throughout the country and, and I believe the world for that matter. Or is it yep, just they're the, international now. International. Wonderful. Excellent. So she's, she's highly involved in that um, and of course as we'll mention at the end of the show, since my book has a lot to do with um, Christian spirituality and, and Catholicism, um, I wanted a graphic designer who, who shared in some of those beliefs. That way she would be more apt to understand its contents and what we were really looking for and so far has been spot on. So with that said, we're going to jump right into our interview and our conversation with Brie today. You'll hear me interchangeably call her Brie or Brianna. Um, she says it's okay that I use both of them, uh, and every now and then it's just whatever whatever strikes my fancy. So if you hear either one of those names, we're still talking about the same person. Um, but either way, we're just going to, like I said, we're just going to jump into uh, our conversation with her today and um, invite you, as always, once again, uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, or anything else, to email us. That address, again, is eternalinsightpm at secretary.net. Uh, without further ado, here we go. So the first question that we have kind of on tap for you today, uh, Brianna, is do you in any way think of your artistic talents and abilities as um, a calling, um, a calling from the divine? A lot of people view uh, vocations in terms of uh, merely a priest or a deacon or religious life or something like that. But in reality, I think there's so many different ways that people can be called to vocations. I was wondering if you, if you viewed your artistic talents as a calling. I definitely do. Um, ever since I was very small, I've been drawing. Um, and I've heard the call very particularly that I'm supposed to be an artist. Um, so I've tried other things. I've tried music. I tried sports very briefly, and I got discouraged with everything, but even with art, when I failed, I still wasn't discouraged. Um, so yeah, I've been drawing all my life. I used Photoshop at a very young age. Um, and then um, at a focus conference this last January at SEEK um, during Eucharistic Adoration, I just heard that like small voice. I heard it tell me, 
Brianna, I want you to be an artist, and I want you to use your gifts for me. And previously, I had not been using my gifts for the glory of God. So with that, like, I can't, you know, from there, like, where do I go, you know? <laughs> and so, I mean, obviously, having, having heard, you know, the Lord himself during adoration call you, in that way and say, you know, you, I've, I've given you these talents not for naught. I've given you these talents for, for a reason, and I want you to use them to, to honor and glorify me. I mean, there, there could absolutely be, be no doubt that you, you have received this calling. That's, that's, a, that's remarkable. This is absolutely something that in all the times that we've worked together, I've, I've never heard this personal a, a story from her, so I think that's um, pretty much a clear indication that you are indeed um, called. You are where God wants you to be. Um, with that said, I guess I would dovetail personally and, and, and perfectly, rather, into our next question. When, when did you first discover um, your interests in visual art and graphic design, and, and were there any particular persons in your life who, who nourished this, this passion for you? Yeah, so um, all through grade school, elementary, I drew. Um, I had some art classes, um, and my mom nurtured that in me um, with... Photoshop being on our family computer at home, and she taught me how to use it. Um, and then in high school, in my art class, my art teacher, Miss Beck, she um, was a graphic designer as well as an art teacher. So I figured out that there was a name for someone who like, was interested in technology and art, and they would, went to school for it. You know, it was a job that you could have. Um, so her like showing us good design as well as good art and her encouraging me to go to school for graphic design uh, was a huge help. About how, and, and how old would you say you were when you, when you just sort of first discovered or maybe, maybe your family noticed or something like that? I mean, I, I would imagine, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it sort of started with, with drawing, did it? Yes. Like kind of doodling or sketching or mm -hmm. something like that. So about how old were you when, when you first started to notice or when your family first started to notice that you were pretty gifted in this area? Um, I've been drawing as long as I could hold a pencil, honestly. Um, <laughs> That's and, impressive. Uh, yeah, that starts just, pretty young, obviously. <laughs> it was very young. Um, yeah, I've been in elementary school. I used to make books and little characters and show them at show and tell. So as long as at least kindergarten and before school. That's impressive. That is very impressive. See, I mean, I, for, for a lot of people, um, you know, even though they might show signs of things they're interested in at a young age, some people don't really determine or know for sure what path they're meant to take until much, much later in life. And I just think it's remarkable that at so young an age, you know, you, you had this interest and, and you've been able to develop it and then as divine providence would have it, that's what you've been called to do in God's service. That's that's incredible, and I think that's I think that's just a, this a truly awesome thing. Um, like I said, most people don't have the gift of discovering what they're meant for at such an early age. Thank you. I've definitely been discouraged before. Um, going into school, I actually put down on my application for University of Memphis as a history major because I didn't want to go to school for art because of the stigma with it, that, that you can't be successful with art. Um, but I think Miss Beck, that art teacher that I had, she really um, helped me be convinced that you could do it. 
you know, this isn't really a, this isn't really, this is sort of like a follow-up question. This isn't something that I, <laughs> that I sent ahead on your, on your question set to prepare for today or anything like that. But um, where do you think that stigma, because I'm familiar with that, with mm-hmm. that stigma, and, and, you know, I want to be completely honest with you, um, as a, you know, as a scholar of theology and, and the humanities and, and religion and psychology and stuff like that, you know, I, I got that a lot too when I was going through undergrad and even grad school. A bunch of people were like, why, why are you studying religion or theology? What in God's name are you going to do with that? <laughs> you know, and they're like, are you going to be a priest? And I was like, well, we're not closing any doors, but I don't think so. So what, they're like, how are you going to make any money with that? I imagine that that's a similar stigma with, with artistic professions people people have that idea well what are you really going to do with this so like what what would you say to people who who I don't want to say attack but when you've had that question asked Mm -hmm. to you before how do you sort of come back at that I think that it comes from society and what society values honestly Um, because society doesn't always value art because art doesn't always gain money or like personal um, success Um, And same with theology, like theology doesn't always net like success in the eyes of the world. So I would say that you have to do what you're called for or else what are you doing, you know? I think it's ironic that they said, in God's name, what are you going to do with that? It's like, well, in God's name, you're going to do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, and, that, and that's the exact same, you know, that's a very similar response that, that, I've, that I've given to individuals when I've, when I've faced similar sort of uh, doubts or negative criticisms from people. You know, I've, all, I've always said, you know, um, God calls you where he calls you. And if he calls you, he's not going to let you fail. You know, I mean, we, we, it was Oscar Romero, uh, blessed Oscar Romero now of El Salvador, who said that we as Christians will not fail, for we bear the same spirit that raised Christ to new life. And obviously, if we bear the spirit of the being who literally defeated the undefeatable, that is, death, then, then we cannot fail. And I think in, in, in a number of ways, you are proving that through and through. Um, as an undergraduate, you know, you've already been <laughs> contracted to render graphic design services to a, a book that will be published nationally in the United States and in Australia. That, that's a new breaking development, by the way. We didn't get a chance to talk about that, but there you go. Wow. Yeah, so, so I mean, and, and, and to be, you know, not even, not even uh, you know, a, a, a graduate yet of the University of Memphis, you know, that, that's impressive that you're already, you know, being tapped for, for these projects and as we read in your intro, that you've already had so much of your art featured um, in, I mean, just major institutions. The, the Brooks Museum is a, is a major art institution um, here in Memphis, Tennessee, where our studios are located. Um, I know the Fogelman Galleries of Art, those are probably on the University of Memphis campus, correct? Um, at Arkansas State as well. And then at other shows, you know, you, you've placed in competition in these shows throughout the country. I mean, that's, that's remarkable, and, and you definitely deserve deserve every bit of the praise for, for following your, your heart and your calling, despite what, as you said so rightly, society deems to be not a real career, you know, but, but you've proven that it is, and as you said, in God's name, <laughs> absolutely more than a real career, it is a calling, it supersedes the idea of career. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, you... Um, quoted uh, from John Paul's letter, The Artist, right. at the beginning. That's right. The letter to artist is so cool. Um, 
like, you, you know, with society maybe not deeming art as a real career. The church doesn't agree with that, which is really cool. Uh, like, he specifically said, the church needs art like doctors and teachers. The fact that he values art so much. Well, absolutely. I mean, absolutely the church does. I mean, you know, we, we mentioned sort of in in my kind of slightly goofy little intro there uh, that, you know, around Christmas time, part of the magic of Christmas comes in the things that we see and a lot of and, and a lot of the things that we see are artistic renderings, artistic representations of the beauty of it. And and the church definitely needs artists because um, art or the ways in which we um, are helped in in our spiritual lives to connect with the unseen realm of the divine, the the unseen God, is to see representations of God, of Jesus, of the saints in artistic renderings or, or what we might call even icons. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's almost perfect, but uh, in this way, I have yet another question for you, and that one would be, um, I was wondering if maybe, you know, you could, you could share some ways in which you believe you're able to integrate your faith in God with your artistic talents. Um, how is this helpful to you, to others, and to your spiritual life? Um. I would say that so artists, like foremost, are creators of beauty. Um, and beauty is good, and goodness comes from God. Um, so when you're creating art that's beautiful, you're encountering Christ. So with that, like, it's such a gift to be able to use that to glorify him. Um, Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, pardon our silence there. I was making some notes <laughs> on the paper here. Uh, everybody never uh, really gives credit for what goes behind um, producing these these radio shows. We have a we have a question set that we go through, and um, at times um, the questions, because there are so many, can be kind of run together. So we have to kind of cross out the bullet points so we can kind of keep track of how the show needs to flow. So, I mean, that's just a little bit of, this is what you get when you work in live radio here. So we apologize for that. Nevertheless, um, you're, you mentioned how you get to glorify God through your art and, and how beauty is part of the very essence of God. And so you're, you're creating, um, ironically, you, who are God's creation, are creating things that draw people back to honor God. So in a way, um, at least theologically, you are very much so a co-creator with, with God. Not only um, does God put human beings into the earth to um, fill, in, from Genesis, to fill and subdue it, to procreate, but he also puts us into this earth to co-create with him, to continue his creation on through. And, and, and art is one of the most beautiful ways um, in which that is possible because anything that is truly good and truly beautiful draws us to that very nature of God. And so that's a, that's a very remarkable um, thing that you are engaged in. Um, through a different medium of artistic expression, um, I'm a writer, you know this, um, and I know that that has its own way of keeping me humble because, you know, I mean, for, for everything that um, has been published, uh, there have been 
four to five things that have been absolutely shot down or um, told that they need major reworkings or major mm -hmm. revisions. So I was kind of wondering, you know, you've mentioned several times already that throughout your graphic design and artistic career, you know, you, you have gotten discouraged. Well, I was wondering if um, you might tell us how you've spun that discouragement around and viewed it more so in, in the way of humility, which is a great Christian virtue. So in what ways would you say your work in graphic design and the visual arts keeps you humble and aware of the need for continual improvement? Um, I'm sure since you're a writer, you're familiar with writer's block. Um, Absolutely. Art block is a huge one, I think. Um, yeah, as you continue to take in media and um, take in inspiration, sometimes I think your skill kind of doesn't improve as fast as your knowledge in your head. And so you just can't make stuff that you think is good. Um, and so you have to keep making bad stuff in order to make something that's kind of good. So with that, like, that keep, definitely can keep you humble. <laughs> and that's, that's absolutely something that, that I can totally agree with because, I mean, you know, and, and then I think on, on the face of it, too, you know, you might have projects that, that you have worked on and that you think, wow, I'm, I'm really proud of this. I think this is really good. And then maybe run it by... Um, a critic or run it by someone um, who might make a decision as to whether or not to publish or to display it, and they might not feel the same way you do about right. about the pride that you that you have in it and you know I know i've experienced that ad nauseum unfortunately but uh, again it's it's all part of the it's all part of the the process and the experience and in a in that way it does sort of keep us humble and aware of the fact that we do have to continue trying, we do have to continue to uh, improve, and um, that's, that's, that's something that's almost an invaluable life lesson. So uh, with that, I would ask you, what would you say is one of the most difficult graphic design or artistic projects you've ever had to produce, and, and what, what made it that way, what made it so difficult, and then I guess also, what kept you motivated to keep going through it? Um, I'll be honest. I actually just submitted one of them. Um, Watch her say it was this book. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a final for school. But, um, it was a book. So I had to write a research paper and then and do the research and everything and then actually format it into a book. Um, and, yeah, laying out text is very hard. That's one of the hardest things you can do in graphic design is typography. Um, bad typography is really easy to do. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll be quite honest, the motivator is I gotta stay in school. <laughs> I have to get a good grade to stay in school. <laughs> for, for, those, for those who are um, somewhat uh, technically dry on, on such knowledge, like, um, uh, I, I don't know, myself, um, typography, is that just like the typeface, or I mean, what is typography uh, exactly? It also involves like the layout of text so that it's readable, okay. that kind of thing. Um, okay. Yep. Very good. All right. Well, we just needed to, that way. That way, everybody's sort of all of our listeners who maybe aren't artists themselves, <laughs> but still get a great deal of appreciation out of art. Um, you know, I, I read an interesting statistic in preparation for the show today that the majority of art collectors. Um, have absolutely no experience in creating art themselves. They collect it because they sincerely find beauty in 
the art that they get to gaze upon, you know. And yeah. uh, and what I what I think is really really cool and really really fascinating about what you do, uh, Bree, is is that you know you're you're while you do draw and 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 things like that, you know. Typically, when we think of artists, we think of painters, or sculptors, things like that. You produce beautiful works using digital mediums through through like computer software. You mentioned Photoshop and and among other other different things. So, talk about engaging in the new evangelization, and especially you know using your your art to glorify God. Well, this definitely is new evangelization because for all of the centuries of Christendom, technology, computer technology, is certainly something incredibly new. So being a graphic designer who uses her art to glorify God, this is, you are, you are definitely meeting the need for the new evangelization. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, for better or for worse, I'm definitely a project, uh, product of the digital age because I've been using a computer since I was so young, and I'm pretty bad at painting, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, me too. I, and, and, I, and I can barely barely use the computer. Yes, she, she's had to help me with so many. Never mind. Look, anyway, um, you know, here's, here's another good one. You know, you've, you've obviously worked so hard to rise to the accomplished level that you have in your talents, and, and you, you've stayed so kind and so sweet and so humble all throughout it. I mean, I, mean, I know if, if one of my books was, you know, on display at like a, a, a major library or something like that, uh, like, oh, I don't know, the Smithsonian Institute of uh, Literary Works or something like that, I would be absolutely flaunting that like none other. And you've had all of these different showcases um, even ones in which you've placed and, you know, been, you know, on, on display at the Brooks Museum and Arkansas State and things like that. How do you, uh, well, I mean, you've mentioned how you remain humble, but uh, for people who might say, oh, well, this is all you, you know, you deserve this, you deserve this, you deserve this, how, how might you remind them that all of our talents, whether writing or art or athletics, how would you remind others that that all talent is God-given. So the, what you said earlier about us being uh, co-creators reminded me of a quote from Letter to Artists. It was said something about um, God being supreme art and that as artists, what we do is draw people towards it. Um, we communicate God and we also share in just a little bit of like God's beauty. Um, so... We aren't art, and what we make isn't like art with a capital A, you know? Um, I think a lot of artists worship art, that, or the art world. Um, but another thing Pope John Paul II said was, the only way for an artist to fully understand themselves for their mission or their vocation is to contemplate God and give thanks to him and praise him. So that's a pretty bold statement, that we will never fully understand what we do until we are worshiping God through it. Uh, not definitely not a visual artist like you, but yeah, I still don't understand what I'm doing half the time. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, so I, I would entirely agree with the pontiff on 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 that statement for for absolutely certain. Um, you know, a, a number and wow. Uh, I told you the show just kind of flows. I mean, a number of people like myself are not talented visual artists, but um, nevertheless, we, we know good art and appreciate the work that goes into it. And 
That said, art throughout history um, has played a huge role in the development of personal faith for so many. Um, how would you say your engagement with your own artistic talents has enhanced your own personal faith life? Um, I guess the fact that I'm doing what I'm supposed to, you know, like if I'm not making art, I'm not pleasing him, you know, and if I'm not making art for him, then I'm definitely not um, doing what I was called to do either. Um, yeah, I, sometimes I doodle in adoration. That's where I've made some of my best stuff, honestly. Um, it's such a gift, and so, like I said, artists are creators of beauty, and beauty inspires devotion. Um, and when we experience something that's truly beautiful, we're in awe. Um, so that's in a moment of emotional vulnerability. Um, and when we look at art that's truly beautiful like that, we're humbled, you know, we don't feel worthy. Um, and we realize at the same time, though, like our love and our need for beauty. Um, I think that's proof that true beauty comes from God. And when we experience art like that, it's an encounter with Christ. And that's interesting. You know, I, I smiled so so massively. Obviously, Radio World would have known. That's why I have to tell you all. I did when when she mentioned that I doodle in adoration. Uh, that was uh, beyond precious to me, which is why I I smiled so big. Because I mean, that's that's adoration. Obviously, for for those of you who are listening who are Christian but not Catholic, um, Catholics believe in the real presence of the body and blood of Christ um, under both Eucharistic species are present in moments of adoration. Adoration is when we take the, the consecrated host that we believe to be the body of Christ, and we put it on display um, for adorers to come in and to uh, kneel before and to pray before. Um, it's a chance to commune and to um, be one with and to put your prayers of um, praise, thanksgiving, petition, and intercession uh, before God himself. And when she mentioned that you know, I doodle during adoration. I thought that was amazing because you're you're literally using your talent as a form of prayer. You are drawing for God. You know, that's part of how you're adoring Him. That's part of how you're praying. That's. Have you ever thought about it that way? That's pretty cool, to be Thanks. honest with you. Yeah. No. I mean, that's really awesome because I mean, like I. I've written, you know, in adoration. I, I will write down my prayers, or I will write down spiritual meditations, or if an idea strikes me, you know, I'll, I'll pull out my notepad right there and just start, just start writing. And the fact that I've heard you say that you draw during it, well, you're using, you're using that as a, as a prayer for your adoration. That's remarkable. That's absolutely remarkable. Um, you know, she mentioned... Um, well, she didn't mention, I mentioned in, in her intro that, you know, she's very involved with the Fellowship of Catholic University Students as well as um, serving as a student leader within them and um, serves on the Catholic Student Organization's Communications Chair and that she uses a lot of her, um, her talents and her artwork for, uh, for helping them with, with the things that they're involved in. Um, recently, um, she actually designed uh, something pretty cool to raise money to go to, is it SLS that yes. y'all are going to? Yeah, that to go to the, is the Student Leadership Summit? Yes. The, the, the Student Leadership Summit, which is a, which is a focus-sponsored, focus, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a focus-sponsored um, conference um, that happens every year. And, and what Brie did for, to, to help raise money for all of her, um, you know, colleagues and for her fellow students and classmates to be able to 
afford the fees to be able to go to this this conference in January. And she designed these amazing shirts. Um, here in Memphis, the the NBA team is the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> and they have this this logo. Uh, that um, what, their logo is usually... I mean, it's usually the face, but the, yeah. they do use the paw sometimes. Like there's a right, right. grizz paw holding the basketball. Right, right, the grizz holding the basketball. So what So what she did, and, and one of their mottos is all heart, yes. of course. All right, so what she did is she designed this shirt. Uh, y'all just going to have to bear with us because, again, this is radio. I mean, we don't have a, necessarily a picture that we can show you. However, at the end of the show, Bree's going to give you some uh, information about where you can see some of her works and maybe... She'll put that design up there at some point for for people to be able to see. But what she did is design shirts that people could buy that would benefit um, fundraising to send she and her colleagues to the Student Leadership Summit. And it basically has where the basketball would be. It has got the rendering of the sacred heart of Jesus, literally the heart uh, wrapped in the crown of thorns with the flame above it. Uh, and then there's the grizzly paw that is holding the sacred heart, and then underneath it, it has the it has the motto that says "All Heart." Um, you know, I I bought two shirts. I bought <laughs> one for myself, and then one for for someone else at at Christmas time because I just I was like this that you know that took some that took some clever thought. It was just it was Thank incredible. You. Yeah, yeah, it was such a gift. I designed it um, for us to wear at the conference because everyone can submit a design like to represent their school basically. Yeah, so everyone at their school gets a shirt. And the Focus Missionaries let me use that to fundraise as well. Um, that's awesome. And, and did y'all are y'all going to get to wear those shirts? Too? We will, yeah. That's fantastic. Look, she, I mean, she won on two fronts there. They're used for fundraising, and that's what they get to represent their school and and sort of sort of their uniform at the conference. That way, everybody can tell where they're from. That's that's remarkable. Um, you know, Bree, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today uh, on this episode of Eternal Insight. But we we want to give you the opportunity. Obviously, not just to to you know have have gotten your mission out there for others to hear, which they will uh, across the United States and even the world on the Anchor FM platform, uh, as well as podcasts. But we we also want to give you the chance to um, tell others where they can find out more about your work, to see some, or even contact you about it. What where can we go to find that out? Sure. Yeah. Um... I have a website. It's jellybree.weebly.com. So J-E-L-L-Y-B-R-E dot W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. Um, I post stuff on my Instagram sometimes. That's J-E-L-L-Y-B-R-E, jellybree. And my email is jellybree at gmail.com. Um, also, if you're interested in the shirt or if you just want to look at it, it's bonfire.com slash all hyphen Hearts hyphen nine oh one. I gotta ask, Jelly Bree. Yes. <laughs> what, what's the story behind this one? Um, in grade school, I got called Jelly. Not sure why. <laughs> um, and my nickname's Bree. Um, it just became like a pseudonym on the internet, and it stuck. Don't know how professional that is, but it it stuck. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's pretty pretty hysterical, and I, I mean it's definitely memorable. So I mean I would I would keep it. I would go with that. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I definitely encourage you um, to go check out her her website um, and to see more of her work there. And again, if you have needs for a graphic designer or uh, need assistance with creating things that are in any way steeped in the visual arts, um, please contact Bree. She does phenomenal work. I can absolutely attest to that. Um, 
this the book cover that she's created for my forthcoming book is um, absolutely remarkable. Um, and of course, I want to take um, this moment, uh, sort of the shameless plug, to, to close the show um, and mention that uh, my forthcoming book, Cross of a Different Kind, Cancer and Christian Spirituality, uh, will be out uh, in mid to end January. Uh, it heavily features um, the illustrations of, of another, uh, another great artist that I've had the pleasure of, of working with and knowing um, for just about a year now, uh, has my written content, and then the cover is completely designed by uh, our guest today, Brianna Parker, so she is largely responsible for making this book a reality. Um, again, Cross of a Different Kind, Cancer and Christian Spirituality. Uh, it should be out in mid to end January. It'll be available on Amazon.com and we'll be able to find it in wherever books are sold. That is Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, um, wherever books are sold, including local bookstores. Uh, it might take a little longer to get in there uh, in, in your hometown, but um, they can always order it for you because we're using one of the uh, largest uh, book printers uh, in the United States. And it's also not only available throughout the United States, but will be available throughout uh, the country of Australia as well. As well. My southern <laughs> just came out there. As well. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, look for that. Um, for Brianna Parker and for all of us here at Eternal Insight, I want to wish you a very, very happy holiday season, a very Merry Christmas, and as always, I am Anthony Marinese. Be blessed. Oh, Sammy.